Hi there, and welcome to the Women on Amazon podcast. My name is Regina Peterbergsky, and I am your host. As an Amazon FBA seller and coach, I'm in the trenches daily supporting my family by building Amazon brands. Here, you'll be hearing the journeys of some amazing women who have changed their lives through Amazon and e-commerce, as well as strategies and tips on how you too can create a better future for yourself and your loved ones. And hello, today I have the fascinating Megla Badwaj here with me to discuss all things sourcing in India. Megla, did I get your name right? Yes, you did. Thank you so much, Regina. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for coming aboard. Now, um, first and foremost, tell me a little bit about your background and your experience with Amazon sellers, because you're not a seller yourself, are you? Well, I'm starting to sell now. <laughs> oh, okay. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, yeah, a bit of background on myself. So, I've been working in the sourcing industry for a really long time, um, almost 19 years. I started working um, in India with Global Sources in 2000. Right. And then I worked... Um, now, for, for people who don't know, what is Global Sources? So, Global Sources is a B2B sourcing platform, and they help overseas importers... Uh, find and meet um, suppliers and manufacturers in China and other countries in Asia. So it's sort of a supplier directory, you could say. And then they also host exhibitions where you can go and meet with these manufacturers. Right. Okay. So so it's a um, a, in competition, say, with Alibaba. Would, Would you say that? Yes, that's right. So it's very similar to Alibaba. I guess one of the main differences is that Alibaba doesn't have an exhibition, whereas Global Sources has a website and an exhibition. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, excellent. So, so you've been with Global Sources, you said, for 19 years? In what capacity? Yes. So um, when I joined Global Sources in India, I was working as the India Bureau Chief. I was in the editorial department. So Global Sources is a very content-focused company, and uh, they published uh, magazines. And uh, I used to basically visit factories and talk to suppliers and write about um, manufacturing industries in India. And then I moved to the Philippines. There was a vacancy in, in, the, in the Philippines office. And so I moved there in 2003. And I started traveling to China. That's when I started tra- traveling to China and working on uh, research reports. So these were in-depth re- reports that were published on various industries in China. And they, were, they, they talked about how products are manufactured and how... Um, you know, what, what are the things that importers need to be aware of when sourcing certain product categories? Right. Mm-hmm. What things Im- affect quality, for example? What affects pricing? So we used to actually visit factories, do factory audits, uh, go around the assembly line and talk to the assembly, um, you know, m- the managers and the workers mm-hmm. over there. And then these these were like 100, 150 word rep- uh, page reports that we used to sell wow. for mm-hmm. for a couple of hundred dollars. Right. To, to importers, you know, from all around the world. Yeah. And then I moved to Shenzhen. Wow. So, so. <laughs> so then I moved to Shenzhen in, so, and then I moved to Shenzhen in 2006 and I worked there um, for about nine years right. and I was, I was doing uh, the same thing. So I was publishing research reports, visiting factories 
And then uh, I moved to Singapore in 2015. And that's when, you know, the Amazon kind of uh, the Amazon sellers and all they started um, sourcing products from China, and they started doing a lot of private label. And that's when Global Sources realized that they need to engage a little bit more with this community, because they thought they found that there were more Amazon sellers coming to their website and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. going to their trade shows as well. So that's when I started getting involved with this segment and I started gotcha. um, putting together a conference for Amazon sellers mm-hmm. in Hong Kong called Global Sources Summit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've been doing that for three years now and that's how I got a good understanding of, um, uh, you know, how Amazon sellers source from from China and, and the, the kind of challenges mm-hmm. they, that they face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... India. I've got a lot of questions about uh, India as a place to source. I've personally visited India as a tourist mm-hmm. um, and absolutely love it. My first gut feeling is I probably wouldn't source from there. So let's see if you can change my mind. <laughs> uh, so firstly, why India? Okay, so there are a couple of reasons why India for e-commerce sellers. I mean, um India is a major exporter of various types of products. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there are a lot of retailers, brands that are already sourcing different products mm-hmm. from India. But why well, India? It's very, for- very well known for uh, textiles, isn't it? And, and fine beadwork and, uh, you know, te- textiles would be where, where I would have thought India excels at. Yes, I, you're right. Am I right? Absolutely. Yes. So textiles mm-hmm. and apparel, there's a lot of apparel manufacturing mm-hmm. too. There's things like leather and handcrafts and, um, uh, you know, furniture. So mm-hmm. I think one of the main reasons that e-commerce sellers should consider India is that there are a lot of unique products from India mm-hmm. that are not found uh, in China or other countries. And these are uh, products that are that Indian suppliers specialize in. So these are, you know, the handcrafted kind of the uh, embellished and handcrafted kind of home decor items or, um, uh, you know, the kitchenware, tableware kind of items. But they're not your usual silicone items that are uh, mass produced. Mm -hmm. They're more of the, you know, higher quality, um, more intricate designs and, and, um, you know, handcrafted kind of items. So I think that's one big advantage. Um, you have access to all of these products that are not, not found in other countries, especially China. And another advantage is that India is not in a trade war with the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's the big one. And in fact, just before I started this interview, because there's been a lot of stuff about uh, Vietnam, and in fact, uh, one of the things that I picked up at uh, SellerCon uh, last week was that um, some of the Amazon sellers are saying that their Chinese factories are actually themselves moving and opening factories in Vietnam. And there was an article published just today that uh, the President of the United States, who shall not be named, may be extending um, the tariffs oh. to Vietnam as well. So that's uh, very interesting. <laughs> as I said, that was just literally, I haven't had a chance to read the whole article, but it was uh, mentioned in one of the groups that I'm in that, that um, going to Vietnam may not actually solve the whole tariffs yeah. issue in the short term. So India at this stage has not been mentioned. So uh, that is definitely one of the big benefits because I know a lot of sellers are being hit currently with uh, 25% or 10% and it looks like there may be a further a further round. Okay, so yeah. 
any other benefits about India? Yeah, another thing that I found was that a lot of these suppliers, they work on low MOQs. So um, I was at this fair, the Indian Handicrafts and Gifts Fair in February. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, because a lot of these items are handcrafted, so they're more flexible in terms of their production uh, facilities and and the volumes that they can manufacture. So uh, typically their MOQs would be 200 to 300 pieces, but they can even go as low as, you know, 50 pieces or so. So I think that is very um, beneficial for Amazon sellers. If you're maybe if you want to test out a product Mm -hmm. or if you want to, you know, maybe launch a new product, uh, but you don't want to invest a lot or you're just starting out on Amazon and, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to start small and it's kind of a uh, you don't want to take too much risk. Mm -hmm. So Uh, so. um, with that, which which is fantastic, great way to start, but do these same factories that can do small production runs, are they able to scale? Let, let's say I test 200 units and, and they sell out almost instantly and so I now have to uh, provide more. Are these factories able to then scale for large production if necessary? Yes, there are factories who um, that can scale for large production. So you've got to make sure that you find the right factory because there are a lot of smaller factories that don't have a, you know large production capacity. But um, a lot of the uh, factories are very export focused and they have large production facilities and they outsource some of the production as well. So you know, they have the flexibility of producing smaller volumes or if they have a larger order, they are able to outsource to, uh, you know, uh, maybe the local artisans or other smaller factories around in that area. Right. So, right. yeah. Right. So, so they can keep up with demand. Exactly. There. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we know that China has very much the infrastructure and, uh, you know, the Chinese factories now know, if you say, you know, I'm an Amazon seller, they know everything they need to know, really. <laughs> what is the infrastructure like in, in India? If I find an Indian factory, do I have to start all over again with them and explain everything or, you know, what, what, what's the infrastructure like? So I think um, Indian suppliers are still not very familiar with Amazon FBA requirements as such. So there may be a little, um, you know, education that you might need to do, uh, you know, just explain to them how the labeling needs to be done and maybe, you know, the packaging. But otherwise, you know, sourcing for Amazon is no different than sourcing from any other platform for for any other platform, right? Whether you're selling in retail or or eBay, I mean, the sourcing process is is uh, pretty much the same, and that's something that uh, exporters in India are very familiar with. Um, you you might want to be uh, you might want to ensure that you have a good logistics service provider, so you know your freight forwarder or customs broker. <laughs> Well, that was that was my <laughs> next my next question. <laughs> what is the shipping uh, infrastructure like? Okay. Yes, so the shipping infrastructure is um, you know it's it's quite established and it's a very mature kind of industry over there because India has been exporting products to uh, you know a lot of countries. So there are ports all over the country. Um, the most common port is in uh, the city of Mumbai, which is in in West India. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, most of the exports go out from there. But you've got to make sure that the, the freight forwarder that you work with understands FBA requirements. And um, they're also able to manage your shipment in, in the sense that if you if you have to send the shipment to different warehouses in the U.S., so they yes. should, you know, they maybe they, sh- they have a partner in the U.S. and they send your entire shipment to their warehouse and then it's 
uh, split to split yeah, it it's split to different. So there are uh, freight forwarders who are able to do that, but uh, you know, not everyone in India is uh, currently aware of uh, how to do that or has the infrastructure in place. So I think that's just one thing that you need to be aware of when you are um, mm-hmm. deciding on uh, or choosing your freight forwarder. In terms of, of course, yeah, of and course. in terms of. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead time and um, cost of shipping from India to the US. Yes. It's about the same as China. So um, it's about um, 20 days from the port of Mumbai, which is called Navasheva, to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. It's about 20 days, so which is mm-hmm. about the same as it is from China. And the cost is uh, also about the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to, to the east coast or the west coast because I, uh, I normally ship to the west coast rather okay. than the east coast. Okay. Um, and communication with suppliers, are they sort of pretty easy to uh, – because uh, in India most people speak English, don't they? So that makes probably a little bit easier even than China. Would, yes, would you absolutely. I think that makes a huge difference because you can communicate so easily with them, you know, uh, on the phone or uh, on WhatsApp and Hello? there are less chances of uh, – uh, you know, misinterpretation or things getting lost in translation. Um, I think that makes it much easier. I mean, most of the people that you would deal with, your suppliers, freight forwarders, QC companies, they would speak um, in English and yeah, communication would be much smoother. And the other advantage is, is that your contracts can be in English. When you're sourcing from China, it's important to have a bilingual contract. The NNN um, should typically mm-hmm. be bilingual, but when you're sourcing from India, then it can be entirely in English. Um, that's not an issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. And next, third-party services and quality control. What is the um, infrastructure for that? Are there the same as in China third-party quality control um, companies or would I need to fly to India to inspect the goods myself? So most of the sourcing agents, they're also known as buying houses or buying agents in India. Mm-hmm. They offer um, all sorts of services related to sourcing. So they can identify the supplier for you. They can do the negotiation. They can um, you know, help you with your logistics and quality control and everything. So if you do work with... Um, uh, an agent, then, you know, they can take care of everything for you, including the quality control. If you work directly with a factory, then you can, there are always third-party inspection companies, such as uh, there are, oh, yeah, are. so okay. Chima, for example, um, which was mm-hmm. formerly Asia Inspection. So they have a presence mm-hmm. in India and in quite a few cities. And so you could definitely go with them and their prices are about the same in India, uh, about $300 mm-hmm. per man day. Um, and then, yeah, there are other third party inspection companies as well, but maybe not as many as there are in China. So in China, you have a lot of different options. You know, you could get inspections for like a hundred dollars or <laughs> you know $300, but in India, there are fewer options, I would say, but um there definitely are, you know, quite a few inspection companies. And if you're just starting out, I would just go with Chima because, you know, they're, uh, they're a renowned company. They've been long, they've been around for a long time. They understand um, the product requirements for different countries. So, you know, just go with Chima when you start out. 
So I, I, I guess there are there there can definitely be benefits of dealing with a trading company then, as opposed to directly with a factory. Uh, yes, absolutely. But based on what you just said, yeah, you could deal with a trading company as well. So um, the advantage is, of course, that you can um, you know get a wider range of products from one company, as opposed to a manufacturer who would maybe just specialize in in one particular product. But in India, I found that a lot of the manufacturers, they, they're also traders or they can help you source other products as well. So maybe they manufacture, you know, one type of product in-house in their own factory, but they're always open to helping you source other types of related products or even, you know, uh, a different product line entirely. So that's something to consider as well. You know, once you've built a relationship with your existing supplier, maybe just ask them to help with other products and, and see if they can do that for you. Okay. And in terms of paying suppliers, um, is it easy? Is it also, do they quote in US dollars the way the Chinese do? Um, can I use uh, my existing uh, ways of the, that I pay my Chinese suppliers or is there a, a different way of doing um, it? How, how does that work? It's exactly the same. Um, so, for smaller uh, orders or samples, you know, some suppliers also do PayPal. They're they're able to accept, although, you know, sometimes some suppliers don't. That's pretty, that's pretty expensive. Yeah, though, it isn't is. It? <laughs> <laughs> but if it's a sample or something, you know, I mean, small, yes, small order, course. then mm-hmm. it, it, it's totally fine. Oh, for yes. samples, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. for large orders, so it's usually a telegraphic transfer. And um, they would usually ask for maybe a 30 or a 50%. Uh, advance payment, and then the rest is paid um, before um, you know the products are shipped and after they um, mm-hmm. cl- they clear the inspection. And yes, yeah, um, I haven't. So sometimes what happens in India, and I've heard this a lot, that um, once you develop a relationship with a good supplier, with a supplier, once you've placed repeat orders with them, and you're you know paying. Um, on time and, and you're being a good customer, <laughs> um, they will not require advance payment from you. They will, you know, just, uh, oh, wow. okay. um, yeah, they will just do your products because they're, they trust you and, you know, you've been ordering consistently for uh, some time. And so there's this trust built and, um, and they will just start, mm-hmm. yeah, producing your, uh, order without, which is ex- ex- excellent for cash Absolutely, flows. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and again, we, we've touched already. I'm just working down my list of questions. We've already touched on the uh, FBA requirements, and you, you did mention that uh, the factories probably would need a little bit more handholding in terms of labelling of cartons and and that sort of things. Yes, Correct. yes, that's right. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think in China, for some reason, there's more. Um, you know, they're a bit more disorganized, I feel like sometimes some factories, I mean, of course, every factory is different than, you know, there, there's so many different types of, of uh, uh, factories and levels of, uh, you know, factories in China. But I found that sometimes um, there's a lot of miscommunication. You, you say something via email and they misunderstand and they do something entirely different or they, they just ignore your instructions. Well, that's a, that's a language thing, isn't it? That can be a yeah, language thing, yeah. isn't sometimes it? Yeah, sometimes a language <laughs> thing, but sometimes it's just like, are you even reading my email? <laughs> I mean, I was recently co- yeah. talking to a supplier and we were talking about the price and then suddenly the supplier in one of the emails, he says that, oh, I'm sorry, the last price was coded in euros and not US dollars. I was like, why would you quote the price in euros? 
Oh, because he was confusing you with somebody else. That's why. That's easy. There's, there's your answer. Because <laughs> if they, you know, they'll, they'll be dealing with you know a dozen or yeah. so email uh, correspondence at, at any given yeah, time. Absolutely. So, uh, next, I believe you are organising a buying trip to India. So, you know, as a first-time Indian sourcing person, to go on my own would be a little bit scary perhaps. So tell me about this trip that you're organizing and when, where, how much, how does it work, what's included, all of the exciting Ooh, okay, stuff. Okay, yes. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited about this trip. I've been working on this for about six months now and um, I even like, mm. traveled to India in February to attend the fair and talk to lots of uh, people, suppliers, exhibitors, um, service providers. Mm -hmm. So, so this is basically a learning and sourcing guided tour. And it's, um, it's, it's around the uh, Indian handicrafts and gifts fair that is held in New Delhi, Mm -hmm. which is the capital of India. Mm -hmm. How, how big is this fair? Like, let's say compared to, Global Sources in Hong Kong or the Canton Fair? How, how big is this Indian handicraft? So there are about 3,000 exhibitors at the fair. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, compared to Canton Fair, it's really small. <laughs> Canton Fair, I think, had like... <laughs> With everything, everything is really yes. small compared to Canton Fair. <laughs> I don't think anything compares to Canton Fair. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, compared to Global Sources, it's comparable to... The third phase of Global Sources exhibitions, which is a, mm-hmm. a lifestyle and fashion show, which has about the same number mm-hmm. of exhibitors. Um, so mm-hmm. it is the most important export fair in India. There are other fairs that are held in different cities, but they are smaller and they're not as export focused. So this fair, what I like about this fair is that it is 100% export focused. In fact, um, right. a lot of the locals, like they're not allowed to attend the fair unless they are representing mm-hmm. either a sourcing agency or a buying house or an importer. So it's 100% right. export focused. All of the suppliers um, have experience exporting. And the products that you see there are based on requirements and, you know, the design preferences of Western customers of, you know, the US and and European customers, because these exporters, they work with importers and all of the products are for export. So, um, you know, that's what's something that I like, you know, even though it's in India, it's manufactured by um, Indian suppliers, the products over there are based on what, um, you know, Americans or Europeans would buy. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's a big advantage if you're exporting to those mm-hmm. countries. And so when is the fair? So it's a five-day fair. It's from uh, October 16th to the 20th. And the trip that we're going on is from October 14th to the 20th. Mm-hmm. So the way the trip is organized is that um, there is a full day of uh, a conference before we start mm-hmm. visiting the show. So on October 15th, we're going to spend the whole day in a conference-style uh, setting with presentations by India sourcing experts, sourcing agents, logistics service providers. And we're going to be talking about various aspects of sourcing from India, such as um, what are the products that are available, what types of suppliers are there in different parts of the country, um, how to manage quality when you're sourcing directly 
from, uh, you know, a, a manufacturer, um, how to do logistics and what are the pitfalls and how to negotiate and what are the cultural sensitivities when you're sourcing from India. Mm-hmm. I think that's, um, you know, important as well. It's very important, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to spend three days at the fair. And um, every evening on those three days, we're going to come back to the hotel and then we're going to have uh, more presentations on other topics related mm-hmm. to sourcing. Um, and then on the mm-hmm. third day um, that we're at the fair in the afternoon, we're going to be visiting a factory because I think it's important for people mm-hmm. to understand how, you know, these products are manufactured, um, sure. especially compared to China. I mean, if you've been to, you know, a big factory in China, um, then the factories in India are are not, uh, are nothing compared to that. I mean, they're not as big. And <laughs> the scale is, you know, I mean, Oh, look, I've, I've been to big ones and I've been to small yeah, ones yeah. So, <laughs> in China. It's just, That's true. It's it's a real mix. Yeah, so we're going to be visiting a factory. Um, and then uh, we're on the next day, we're going to do a day trip to the Taj Mahal, which is one of the seven wonders of the world. So we'll leave early in the morning. Yes. And then we'll go to. But that that's quite that's quite a schlep from from Delhi, isn't it? It's about four <laughs> hours. Yeah, it's a four hour trip. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave at around seven in the morning. We reach there about at about eleven. Uh, we'll visit an, uh, a fort over there called Agra Fort. Mm-hmm. Spend a couple of hours mm-hmm. there, have lunch, then go to Taj Mahal. Spend a couple of hours mm-hmm. there, and then leave at around uh, three four o'clock in the afternoon, and be back mm-hmm. by nine or so. Ish, ish. <laughs> I, re- I remember the Indian yeah. roads. <laughs> it's quite an quite an adventure. But actually, the road from Delhi to to Jep, uh, to Agra is pretty good now. So they've got this Agra. new highway. Oh, okay. So yeah, and once you're out okay. of the city and onto the highway, are, are the cows still oh, allowed? Yes. Are the cows still allowed on the on the highway? <laughs> not on the highway, oh, right? So not really no, no, a highway. Not, not on oh, the highway, not on the highway. Yeah. So this new highway. Oh, but okay. in the city, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll see cows around. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. The cows yeah. and the goats, uh, which is fabulous. Yeah. There's nothing quite like Delhi traffic, I, I have know. to say. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, it's yeah. fabulous. And then. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's, that's the trip to the Taj Mahal. Yes. And then we come back in the evening and then the next day in the morning, we kind of have a couple of wrap up sessions. We'll do a mastermind with some of the coaches. And we'll also do a couple more sessions on, you know, what are the next steps? So you've got all of these products from this fair. Now, what do you do with these products? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then everybody basically just, uh, you know, leaves in the afternoon. Or if if they want to mm-hmm. spend more time either visiting their factory or, okay. you know, sightseeing in other cities, they're welcome to do that. And we're also going to be doing a few pre-trip and post-trip webinars So before the trip, we're Mm -hmm. going to be talking about, you know, if somebody's entirely new and they have no idea how to set up or start an Amazon account. So we're going to do one session that's going to cover the basics of how to set up your account, and Mm -hmm. you know, uh, how to set up listings and things like that. And then we're going to do another session uh, around um, product identification and product research and maybe use one of the tools to help people Mm -hmm. um, in, in product research. And then we'll. Is there a tool that you? Is there a tool that you personally like and recommend for that? So nowadays, I've started using this tool called Seller App. Um, I, I've, I'm mm-hmm. also subscribed to Helium Ten, and um, I found out about Seller App because they were a sponsor at the conference that I organized in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So um, I've, I've started liking Seller App a little bit. I mean, in terms of data, I feel that. Uh, 
all of these tools are not getting any actual data, right? So they're just, um, um, they're estimating. They're extrapolating, extrapolating they? Exactly. Mm. And yes, so, yes. Uh, but, but what I find useful about these tools is that they're really good f- to identify keywords and to, you know, especially long tail keywords that we're not thinking of, you know, that people are maybe using to, to search for products. So yeah, seller app is one that I would recommend people to try out. And we're also trying to work with them um, and see if they can offer maybe a very steep discount or an extended trial period to um, the trip attendees. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, so you said, so, so before the trip, there'll be some Amazon type training and and you mentioned you've got coaches coming. Yes. uh, On the trip. Yes. So we have a couple of coaches. Tell me about that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we have um, three people from Australia, actually. So uh, one of the coaches is Chris Thomas from the Australian Mm -hmm. seller podcast. And um, I've known Chris for a couple of years. He was a speaker at the global sources summit that I organize. And I I think that he's just, um, you know, very experienced in, uh, sourcing and he's he's developed his own private label product. He used to live in Hong Kong, so very close to the sourcings, um, you know, to, to China as such. And um, he's been quite successful with his products as well. So um, yeah, Chris is one of the coaches. And then I've got um, Margaret and Kevin, who are actually real sellers who've been sourcing from India for more than a year now. And um, they've actually been quite profitable. I mean, they started e-commerce two and a half years ago or something. And then they, they started with sourcing from China. Um, Uh And I think a couple of their products didn't do too well. And they just chanced upon this Indian supplier at a Hong Kong fair. (laughs) And um, Uh they, they found the products to be really, really nice. And they started talking to the supplier and now they are close to $100,000 in profit, uh, in profit, not sales, um, for, yes. for the year, So, which, which I thought was mm-hmm. quite incredible. That's lovely. So, they're great. So, so they're coming as coaches and, you know, they've got real experience. They've been sourcing for, from India for a year now. Um, and then I have CJ Rosenbaum, who is uh, mm-hmm. from the U.S. So he's... Um, he talks a lot about, you know, suspensions and, and listing, uh, like hi- hijacking right. and stuff like that and how you can right. protect so, your- so sort of more of a te- te- technical expert. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But he also talks about brand building, which is why I invited him over mm-hmm. on this trip, because I feel that with the products that are available from India, there is an opportunity to, you know, really build a brand around those kinds of products. So, uh, CJ will be talking about, um, brand building and how you can, trademark your your brand and you know all of the technical stuff as well but Mm -hmm. uh, some of the um, you know the strategies as well that you want to think about while you're building your brand and then I've got a couple of excellent I've got a couple of Indian um, you know India sourcing experts or um, Mm -hmm. people who are based out of India so there are a few sourcing agents who are going to be joining the trip um, there's this company called Bright Hope they're a US-based company and they have sourcing offices in India so there are a couple of um, American people who actually live in India. They work for this company. So they're going to be there at the trip. Um, they're going to be coaches and giving a few of the presentations. Mm-hmm. So Excellent. they've got a very good perspective, you know, being <laughs> uh, a, a foreigner wow. living in India. And then I've got one yeah. person who's who's really experienced in sourcing from India. She's, she's Indian. She's lived. Um, she's worked for Lee and Fung, which is one of the major... 
trading companies from Hong Kong. She was the vice president of sourcing for them. She's got 25 years of experience sourcing from India. So um, she's going to be able to offer a lot of value. And then I've got a few logistics service providers that have um, that understand Amazon FBA requirements. And then I've, I've even got a manufacturer. Uh, he's actually a garment manufacturer. Wow. <laughs> and he's, he's from the south of India. And he's going to be flying over to Delhi to attend and give a presentation on, uh, you know, how what the garment industry is like in India and, and what's going mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. especially in the south of India. Yeah. yeah. And then, wow. Well, it, it sounds like a really value-packed uh, program. I mean, that, that's a wealth of information. Um, and so if somebody wants to come along, firstly, how much is it going to cost them and what's included? So uh, what's included, it's a six nights and seven days trip. And um, mm-hmm. the hotel stay is included in the price people pay. So we'll be staying in uh, a five-star hotel in the center of Delhi, which is about 40 minutes away from the show venue. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, we're getting a nice discount because we're booking as a group. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> I mean, that's how we can afford to stay in a five-star hotel, I think. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're going to be giving, um, you know, SIM cards to everybody as soon as they arrive, because I think that's just so important. And um, you want to make sure that people are connected at all times. Um, and then we're going to be uh, covering you know, all of the transportation. There'll be airport transfers. So as soon as you come to the Delhi airport, there'll be somebody standing outside waiting for you. They'll take you to the hotel. And then all of the meals are covered. So we're offering breakfast, lunch, dinners. Some nights we're going to you know, maybe a bar and we'll, we're, we'll give <laughs> some wine or beer to, to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the... Uh, trip to Agra is, is covered. And then we have this really nice cultural program set up that I'm really excited about. So we've booked oh. this ballroom in the hotel and we're going to have a stage and lighting and, you know, a DJ and, and um, uh, there's this dance troupe from India that is going to perform for our group. And it's, it's this dance style called Bhangra where they use drums and it's a very peppy kind of, uh, you know, dance style, very colorful. So I think people really enjoy that (laughs) and people can also (laughs) participate and, you know. (laughs) Perfect. Well, that sounds like lots of fun. And so (laughs) what is this going to set me back if I decide to join? So the regular price is um, 6,000 US dollars. But if you book before July, Mm. if you book before July 31st, there's a $500 off. We're running the early bird. Mm-hmm. And if you share a room with another person, um, that's $500 off for each person. So wow, it's okay. about $5,000. Mm-hmm. $5,000 if you book before July 31st and you share a room with the person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. are you able to give uh, listeners of this podcast uh, a further discount as a special friends and family of women on Amazon? I have to, Regina, for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I think um, uh, we'll give them a couple of hundred dollars discount and all of the details will be available on your website. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 So, so um, yeah, we'll, 
If you're interested in finding out more about this, go to the womenonamazon.com website. There'll be a separate page for this episode, of course, as usual. And I'll put in uh, Megla's contact information. And you also has you have an ebook, is right? Is that right? For free that people can download to find out about uh, sourcing in India, even if they don't want to come on the trip. Is that right? Absolutely. And uh, so they can go to, um, you know, indiasourcingtrip.com forward slash ebook mm-hmm. and get this free ebook. And it's a 47 page book where I talk about, you know, all the various aspects and it gives an overview of what to expect when you're sourcing from India. Because when I started working on this trip, you know, six months ago, I, I realized that people just don't know what's out there in India. And I, I well, no, we don't. it's going to be, you know. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, they don't. And so that's that's one of the reasons I wrote the ebook, you know, um, to kind of tell people what to expect and mm-hmm. that there are opportunities available in India as well, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, the ebook, ebook is available for free. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all of the so the links and uh, Megla's contact information. You don't have a page set up for the trip yet, is that right? So people would just need to email you and get on your list to get information about the trip. Is that is that correct? Yes. So the website is indiasourcingtrip.com, but it's not fully set up yet. <laughs> I hope to okay. do that soon. That's all right. We're all, we're all can... juggling 17 things at once, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, so all of that information will be on the episode page on the womenonamazon.com website and people can check that out. But just to remember that the early bird, you've got just over a month to have that early bird savings and if you want to share uh, with someone uh, you can also get a discount and then there's a special women on amazon discount on top of all of that so that brings it down to uh, under five thousand dollars really which is really great value for not only the trade fair but the hotels the food uh, the entertainment trip to Taj Mahal, uh, and all of those experts, both on India and Amazon. Wow, great value. <laughs> but wait, is there steak knives? <laughs> well, this has been really fascinating. Thank you, Megla. As I said, I've sort of very much been a China sourcing person and would never have thought of sourcing a product in India. So this has really um, got my head into a, another direction and maybe uh, listeners will also start thinking at uh, other alternatives and maybe look at India. Is there any final parting words you'd like to uh, to say? Well, I just want to say that, um, you know, um, Tariffs is, of course, you know, one of the reasons that you want to look at India. But even without tariffs, I think as a business, you know, it does make sense to diversify mm-hmm. your sourcing, um, you know, uh, markets. Just as we diversify our product lines, our marketplaces, you know, it's it's just not good business to depend on one particular uh, either source or marketplace for your business. So it 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 just makes sense to kind of diversify and and see what what other. Uh, sourcing markets are out there. And, you know, apart from India, there are other market marketplaces or markets that you can also uh, look at, for example, Vietnam, you know, Philippines, Thailand, of course, mm-hmm. uh, the Indonesia. infrastructure and logistics, yes. Indonesia, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, the logistics and supply chains are not as developed as they are in China. And maybe mm-hmm. not all products are uh, available in these marketplaces, but there are a lot of different options available. And, you know, who says you have to sell garlic presses, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, or bar- barbecue tongs or those meat claws or barbecue gloves. It's a barbecue exactly. season coming up in America, so all of those uh, those meat claws and barbecue gloves are going to be ba- back in there. That's right. All right. Well, fabulous. Well, thank you so much for your time. I've really appreciated uh, uh, getting some new knowledge and finding out about India and your trip. That's been amazing. Thank you so much, Megla. Thank you so much, Regina, for having me. All right. Take care. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and were able to pick up at least one nugget that you can put into action straight away. Please subscribe to and rate this podcast. And remember to check out the website, womenonamazon.com, to get all the information on today's guests, as well as links and discount codes to any products or services mentioned. And remember, don't wait for perfect. Get started now.